Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. This is the time of year, I think, when we're all starting to think about income taxes because it's tax season, or it will be very soon. Tax forms will start coming out from all the different places that we interacted with this last year, W-2s, 1099s, all that good stuff. And so taxes, I think, are on a lot of people's minds right now. Today, we're going to be talking about health savings accounts and also a couple of other types of health savings accounts that people might have as far as choices, because oftentimes there are tax advantages with these things. But first, this episode is brought to you by Keystone Financial Services, a top wealth management firm based in the land of love, Loveland, Colorado. Although we have clients all over the country at Keystone Financial Services, we are here to provide unbiased advice and guidance. Our goal is to replace uncertainty with confidence and clarity when it comes to planning for your family's financial future. Take the guesswork out of your financial future today and schedule a free initial conversation with one of our certified financial planners. Visit keystonefinancial.com. That's www.keystonefinancial.com. So today we're going to talk about a few different things. The bulk of the conversation today really is going to be about health savings accounts. But before we get into HSAs, there are a couple of other things that people think about or might have as far as choices that I'm going to hit real quick. One of those is flexible spending accounts. Flexible spending accounts are something that are offered by employers, and we don't see these as much these days. But flexible spending accounts are a way that employers can allow their employees to contribute pre-tax. And that's a big advantage, right? Pre-tax contributions mean that your overall taxable income is less, and it allows you to defer these dollars for the plan year. Now, the trick is, is that you have to choose what is going to be deferred before the year starts. Let's just say it's a calendar year for 2020. 22, you would have had to have made your election in 2021 for how much you wanted to be deferred this year. Now, why would you do this? You would do this because of the tax advantage. Primarily, that's why people look at doing this because they think that they might have some health expenses coming up. Now, the reason why you would want to do this as well is that if you are really, really confident that you had a certain expense or things coming up, then you could use those things when they come out, they're tax-free, and that would allow you to pay certain things like deductibles, and co-payments, dental expenses, out-of-pocket expenses, things like that. Now, you do want to be careful about this because this is a plan that if you don't use the dollars in the plan year, you generally lose it. And there are a couple of exceptions to that, but generally this money is gone if you don't use it. And so we call these inflexible spending accounts sometimes because they're not very flexible. In fact, we had one client years ago, she was going to get LASIK surgery And she decided, I'm going to max out my flexible spending account 
because I think I'm going to get this done. So she went throughout the year and got it scheduled. And the eye doctor looked at her and examined her and said, you know what, the shape of your eye is not conducive to doing LASIK. And so she has this balance in the account that she can't use. And so she's frantically trying to figure out, all right, can I go to Walgreens and stock up on different things, Tylenol, things like that. And she did, but I, I think she actually did lose some money. So it's one of those things that's very, very strict that if that money isn't used during the planned year, you do actually lose it. If your employer offers this, really think about that. And if you're going to make the contribution, just know you're gambling with the money a bit and you want to be very confident in the expenses that you've got coming up. Check that out if it's an option. Another thing that comes up often is retirement medical accounts or sometimes called retirement medical savings accounts. Now, your employer may offer this. And if they do, it also would allow you to make a contribution, usually on an after-tax basis, but dollars would come out tax-free later on. We don't see employees contributing to these that much these days, and many employers don't offer them. But sometimes what happens is that if you've been with the company for a long time, they may actually have some type of retirement medical benefit for you. In other words, if you had enough years of service and you're the correct age and you're retiring for the company, sometimes they'll actually have a lump sum that'll be sitting there and you can use those dollars to pay for some of your expenses when you're retired. Oftentimes these are known as retirement medical savings accounts simply because they're used to help you pay your premiums once you are retired. And in those early years of retirement, before you hit Medicare age, possibly if you're retiring before age 65, you probably have heard this, that medical insurance is extremely expensive. And if you're going out and buying it on your own, you very well could use something like this to be able to draw some dollars out. We have a couple of different employers that work with our clients. And what they actually do is they actually drop a lump sum in an account for people to be able to use to pay for their medical premiums. Now, I'm old enough that back in the day, some of these companies actually offered a retirement medical plan that people could buy into you could actually continue to pay premiums to the plan and have coverage after you were gone. You could still kind of stay on the company plan. And way back in the day, companies used to be very generous about this. And sometimes people didn't have to pay anything. In other words, employees didn't have to pay anything and they would continue to get coverage for the rest of their lives. Well, of course, many of these companies figured out that's really expensive and we need to figure out ways to cut back. And people that were already on those plans were not very happy about that, about that change. Some of them were grandfathered in, which was was great, but they oftentimes had cutoff points where if you weren't already in the plan by a certain age, then you reverted back to a retirement medical savings account plan where they might have given you forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars that they would drop into an account, which sounds wonderful, but when you go out and look at how expensive health insurance is, especially before age sixty-five, you'll note that it's a really, really expensive proposition, and you'll be lucky if that money ends up lasting you at least until Medicare age. One thing to be aware of is that there are time limits on some of these plans. One of the employers actually has a cutoff point at age 75. So if you reach age 75 and you still have a balance in the plan, then you lose the money. And another thing to be noting here, too, is that you oftentimes have to have retired to have your heirs be eligible for this benefit. But sometimes just be aware of that, that your plan will dictate how this actually plays out and make sure you understand all of the details because that could be a issue. Don't expect that that's going to be passed on to your heirs until you actually retire because they may not be eligible for it. According to healthcare.gov, a health savings account is a type of savings account that lets you set aside money on a pre-tax basis 
to pay for qualified medical expenses. So this would be lots of different stuff. It's pretty liberal. In other words, you could use it for any kind of out-of-pocket expenses, deductibles, co-insurance, other health-related expenses, but not used to pay premiums. That's really, really important to recognize that you cannot use an HSA to pay your medical premiums. So as opposed to the retirement medical savings account option that your employer may have offered you, that would be eligible for the premiums to be paid. HSAs are not for that. So do not go into retirement expecting that, hey, this is how I'm going to pay for my medical insurance. I'll just draw from my HSA, know that that's not an option. Uh, because HSA funds cannot be used to pay premiums, that's something that you really have to incorporate into your retirement planning. We do a lot of cash flow planning with our clients, and we spend a lot of time trying to kind of punch holes in the retirement scenario. Sometimes people will tell us, well, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to be spending. But they haven't thought about what their healthcare-related expenses, especially medical premiums, will be. For assumption purposes, we tell clients to plan anywhere between $1,000 to $1,500 per person per month when they're pre-Medicare. And you might say, Josh, that is crazy. But if you go out and start shopping for people that are that age, that's not that out of the question. Depending on what type of deductible you're choosing for the plan that you're on, that will probably fall in that range between $1,000 and $1,500 per month. While you can use the funds in a health savings account at any point in time, that's one thing that you can be aware of. Contributions can only be made until you're age 65, even if you're still working. There's a finite amount of time for you to contribute to the plan, and that's one reason that we really recommend you take a look at this early on. If you have the money to be able to do it and to be able to let it accumulate, that actually could be a substantial amount of money that could help you with the coinsurance, the deductibles, kind of -of out-of-pocket expenses, because because those medical premiums are so high, at least you might have an account set aside that would cover the other stuff. What are the limits for 2021? You can put in 3,600 for 2022 that has gone up by 50 bucks. So 3,650. That's if it's only you. If you have a family, you can do up to 7,200 for 2021, 7,300 for 2022. So you might say, Josh, why are you saying 2021 numbers? We're in 2022. That's because you can actually go back. Believe it or not, you can actually go back and make a contribution up until April 15th for last year for 2021. This might be one of the last things that you can do, in fact, that would help you out for the prior tax year. As opposed to the flexible spending accounts or inflexible spending accounts, health savings accounts can be carried over from year to year. In fact, there's no time limit. If you really wanted to, you could make a contribution and then take the money right back out if it was a contribution for expenses from the prior year. In other words, right now, let's say January of 2022, if I haven't yet made an HSA contribution for 2021, and let's say I've already had a bunch of medical expenses for last year, out-of-pocket stuff, I actually could make a HSA contribution right now, and I could withdraw the money right back out and still claim the deduction. And that's the big advantage here is that you're putting money in on a pre-tax basis. That means it's deductible. And when the money comes out, as long as it's used for eligible expenses, then it comes out penalty and tax-free. It's kind of a 
big deal because not only do you get the benefit up front, you get the benefit while the money is in there because it's tax deferred, but then on the back end, you actually withdraw the money out on a tax-free basis, meaning that you get a triple tax benefit. One of the very few things out there that would allow you to get a triple tax benefit. So HSAs, if you're eligible, they're kind of a no-brainer in a lot of ways because it's money that you're probably going to use unless you just are so healthy that you never use any kind of health or medical expenses. It's really a good option. In fact, because there's no waiting period on using the money, a lot of people will actually use this as an extra retirement account because you can contribute up to age 65 and then draw the money out after age 65 for non-medical expenses. It's just that you would have some income taxes due at that point, but it's something that where you wouldn't actually lose the money where you would on a flexible spending account. So as far as how these animals work is that you can set them up. If your employer offers a plan, they might already have this kind of set up for you. If you've chosen a high deductible plan, in fact, the deductible for this year is for $1,400 for individual, $2,800, that was for 2021. For 2022, you have to have at least a $1,400 deductible for an individual or $2,800 for a family. Again, that's extremely common. Most people have a pretty high deductible plan these days because it helps with your insurance premiums. You probably aren't paying as much because you have a higher deductible. Once you're doing that, you can make the HSA contribution. If for some reason you're not on a high deductible health plan, then you cannot make an HSA contribution. So with regard to kind of building these up over time, you actually could use this for an extra retirement account. Some clients are doing that. And if your employer offers it, if it's already connected, that might just be the easy button for you in that you're contributing through the plan that they set up, say if they're using Vanguard or Fidelity or something like that to hold on to those HSA funds. More than likely, not only does the money go in there, but they probably give you a list of investment choices because some of these are meant to be for longer term dollars. If you're thinking that, hey, this is money I'm really planning on saving for retirement or saving to cover healthcare related costs in retirement, then maybe you're actually starting to to just build that up and choose some of the longer term investment options. Now you can open an HSA on your own. You can go directly to all manner of different institutions, Fidelity being one of them. And that would be one where you can set up the plan, make contributions on your own. And that would be, of course, what you would do if you're self-employed or for some reason, if your employer doesn't offer some type of an easy button where you can just set up an account through them, that's what you would do. Now these funds are portable. So be aware that you can actually move these funds. If you leave your you can actually take those HSA dollars, roll them into another HSA, and that's just fine. You don't want to forget about those funds because sometimes people forget what they're doing and change employers. And of course, this last year was the great resignation, they called it. In 2022, we might see the same thing, meaning that lots of people are looking at their employment options and looking at making a change. Oftentimes we see that, especially with younger people, they'll change employers several times throughout their career. So just be aware that if you have benefits that are at that old employer like HSAs or retirement plans, you really should talk to a certified financial planner about that to make sure that you are not leaving that money on the table and you want to make sure that you're really taking that money and using it to your best advantage. So there are a number of different options that are healthcare related that you might have eligible uh, based on who you're working with and also just based off of your own situation. If it looks attractive to you to make an HSA contribution, I would highly recommend it. 
let's sum up, there may be a number of different plans that you have available to you based on the company you work for. If you work for the government or if you're self-employed, just be aware that these different plans, flexible spending accounts, retirement medical accounts, or health savings accounts, you may be eligible for any of these things. And like any type of tools, you want to use those to your best advantage, especially because there are tax considerations that may work to your advantage. So just be planning on that. Also be planning on the context of when this money is going to get used. With flexible spending accounts, it has to be used within the plan year. With health savings accounts, it could be used anytime in your life after the contribution is made, including right away. In other words, you could make the contribution, pull it right back out, and that's just fine as long as you meet the requirements. So just be aware these different tools are available to you, and we never want to leave money on the table. That, I think, is where a lot of people get stuck is that the world out there is so complex when it comes to money, and the rules change constantly. Of course, at Keystone, we are happy to sit down with you and talk to you about your own situation and how this might fit in. As we go into tax season, use these things to your advantage, especially health savings accounts, because you may be able to go back for last year. It might be the last thing that you can do. With that, I hope you are doing great. I hope you have a good week. Use us as a resource as you are going into tax season and don't leave money on the table. We always want to make sure that we're using all the rules to our advantage and making sure that we're really optimizing our situation so we end up with the most wealth in the end. If you like what you're hearing in the Wiser Financial Advisor, please click subscribe on your favorite podcast service and give us a rating, share the episodes, give us feedback on speakers or topics that you would like to hear. I hope you have an outstanding week and God bless. This episode has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.